Hey, Cracked fans. If you're a listener of this podcast, I imagine you feel fairly similar to how I do about the latest clothing options made available across the tennis market. Now, while I won't call out any brand in particular, I will say this. Given the exorbitant nature of the latest designs, feels like you better be pretty freaking good at tennis if you want to wear that sort of clothing on the court. Now, thankfully, we here at Crack Rackets are now able to provide a far more suitable, far more comfortable, and I'm going to be honest, far more stylish option for all of our Crack Rackets fans, courtesy of our friends over at Lucky Racket. Lucky Racket uses some of the best fitting and feeling tees in the world. Their shirts are combed, ring-spun, heirloom cotton, and tri-blend Bella and Canvas. I don't even know what that means, but that sounds spectacular. So, how can you get yourself some Lucky Racket gear? It's simple. Just go to their website, luckyracket.com, that's L-U-C-K-Y-R-A-C-K-E-T.com, and use our promo code CRACK15. If you do, you'll get 15% off all of your purchases. That means 15% off the shirts, 15% off all of the incredible swag offered by our friends. Again, that's luckyracket.com. The promo code is CRACK15. Mini Break, your daily podcast for the biggest storylines, results, and controversies from the tennis world. Today is Saturday, November 6th. What a day two of the ITA National Fall Championships we all got to experience. If you haven't been following along, come join us on our Crack Rackets YouTube channel as we cover first ball to last of the final major event of the fall college tennis calendar. Of course, on today's show, I want to recap. All of Friday's action, talk about the round of 16 quarterfinals results we saw in singles, talk about the round of 16 doubles action we saw as our nightcap name, my most impressive performers preview, day three semifinal action in singles, quarterfinals, and semifinals in doubles offer a couple of predictions as well, of course. Before I can do any of that, I want to remind all of you listeners that the reason these podcasts are made possible is because of the support we get from all of you, is because of the support we get from our Cracked Rackets Patreon family, and of course, is because of the support we get from our friends over at Tennis Point. You all know the deal. Best equipment, best prices, all in one location, tennis-point.com. Use our promo code CR15. Not only will you get 15% off your order, you'll get free two-day shipping on all orders exceeding $75. Best of all, a free can of Wilson Extra Duty Tennis Balls. Again, that's tennis-point, the symbol, not the spelling, tennis-point.com. The promo code is CR15. With that said, let's talk about day two of the ITA National Fall Championships. Let's start with our women's singles competition. We've got all seeds remaining in the draw. Should be a fascinating semifinal Saturday. Let's start at the top of the draw with arguably our most dominant performer to date. That title belongs to Erin Cayetano. She's yet to drop a set in any of her three victories so far at this event. You look for her yesterday. Was a straight set win 
over Petra Hool of FSU. She then was the beneficiary of an upset at the top of the draw, knocks out Maria Kazireva of St. Mary's. You look for Cayetano, it's the explosiveness in the corner of the courts for the USC Trojans. She can just hurt her opponents from just about any position she finds herself in. Of course, she wants to be aggressive on top of the baseline, using her speed to take that ball early on the rise, move forward. She forced Huell into the outer thirds of the court, and what was particularly impressive, Petra Huell had set point in set number two. Cayetano undeterred. She manages to fight through that deficit, take the second set 7-5. Again, closed out that match so strong and was phenomenal. Was in control from start to finish against Maria Kazireva, who I have to give a ton of credit to. She found herself facing deficits in just about every set she played in her round of 16 match against top seed Abby Forbes of UCLA. Now for Forbes, there are some jitters that we saw in 2021 uh, in the 2021 spring season and reemerge here at this event. Certainly, she was up 5-4 serving for the first set. She was up 6-5 serving for the first set. Ends up dropping that set in a first set breaker. Again, she was up 5-2 in the second set. Gets broken. Ends up serving it out 6-4, but that was a match Abby Forbes should have won in straight sets. And, you know, again, she still made the match extraordinarily physical. It was about two-hour, 45-minute-long affair, but credit to Kazi Reva who kept swinging, who, again, just kept putting that pressure on Forbes, kept asking the question, and for Forbes, there were just some tentative approach shots, and just, again, tentative first volleys that gave Kazireva that second look at a pass, and she was too good from the grounds on the day, so, again, tons of credit to Kazireva for reaching the quarterfinals of this event, but, you know, again, that's a disappointing loss, certainly, for Abby Forbes. She'll be fine. Not worried about her, but certainly that was a notable upset on the day. And then again, Cayetano cruising into the semifinals, where now she's going to face Iowa's Alexa Noel. Noel playing the match of the day with her quarterfinals. 7-6 in the third set victory over ITA All-American champ Sarah Hamner of South Carolina, of course, for uh, those two players. That's a rematch of the ITA All-American final. Hamner delivering Noel one of her only two losses in her college tennis career. And look, is Alexa Noel the best player in college tennis we don't spend enough time talking about? One could argue the answer is yes. And when I say we don't spend enough time talking about, I mean I don't spend enough time talking about the now second-year University of Iowa superstar is exactly that, a superstar. She was undefeated, 24-0 at the number one singles position for her Hawkeyes last season. Her only two defeats in college tennis She injured her ankle at the NCAA tournament in the individual run. That's why, unfortunately, she ended up falling in her match. She also loses that IMTA All-American singles final to Hamner, was down 5-2 in the third before forced to retire with injury. But look, when you watch Alexa Noel play, she's in it for the fight. She wants to make the match a track meet. She's going to throw backhand slice after backhand slice, neutralizing ball at you, and just force you to do something. Force you to make a move because, of course, her fluidity in the outer third, she's going to track down that ball. She's going to get a clean look at a passing shot. Sneaky explosion on that forehand wing. She's ready to pass you, and she's going to throw up a bump lob, as she did millions of times, seemingly, against Sarah Hamner yesterday, but she just kept asking the question of Hamner, and you could tell, you know, again, it was a six-love first set for Alexa Noel. Hamner was a bit off at the start of the match, and you could understand why. Hamner, physical, come-from-behind three-set win in her round of 16 over Selma Ewing. By the way, even losing 7-6 in the third, 
Sarah Hamner's legit. Sarah Hamner's going to be a top 10 player here in 2022. It's just a question of how high in the top 10 will she ascend to. Again, it's so impressive. Loses that first set to Selma Ewing 6-4 and just, you know, refines her foot and continues to swing away. Takes that match in a third and, you know, after getting bageled in the first set against Newell, she was undeterred. She came out swinging in the second set, I believe, takes that second set 6-2. And look, this match was a slugfest. Alexa Noel races out to a big lead in the third set, had an opportunity to serve for the match. Hamner fights that off and ends up going up 6-5 and pressuring Alexa Noel in her service game. And then we get to the breaker. And just again, that was the death by a thousand paper cuts method of Alexa Noel. She just kept making extra ball after extra ball, coaxing on four stairs out of Sarah Hamner, who did not play her best tiebreak. And you have to wonder how much gas was left in the tank for the freshman and what was likely hour number six for her, something like that, on court on the day. But that's a testament to the fitness of Alexa Noel. And I shared this anecdote on our broadcast yesterday when I went down to the NCAA tournament in Orlando in May. You know, some of you may see, you see this jawline. It's beautiful if you're watching on our broadcast. If you're listening on the mini break, just imagine a beautiful jawline. Think, you know, peak Ryan Gosling, peak Ryan Reynolds, peak Alex Gruskin. That's where I'm at right now. Point is, I have to get in the workout room before those long broadcast days. Have to do an hour of something. Otherwise, I'm just sitting around all day. That's, I suppose, an irrelevant factoid for all of you listeners, all of you viewers of this. Why is it relevant? Because there were two people I saw in the workout room every morning right alongside of me. One of them was Ohio State's Cannon Kingsley. The other was Iowa's Alexa Noel, who clearly has pro aspirations, who treats her, her preparation for each and every match, each and every day as such. And those little 7 a.m. Gym, gym sessions, they pay off in a match like this. So I'm just immensely impressed with Alexa Newell into the semifinals of another ITA major event here in the fall. She's going to be a top 10 player. She's going to be in the hunt for the NCAA championship in singles come May. And again, when you have a force like that at the top of your lineup, it trickles down to the rest of your team. So just keep an eye on Iowa. Alexa Noel might very well be the best player in college tennis this season. Yeah, that includes Navarro. That includes Stearns. That's how high I am on Alexa Noel. She's a fighter, and just the energy of that match. Hamner, Noel, it's a rivalry to watch. Their first two matches have gone three sets. Hopefully, we get a third battle between them at some point during the year. But again, top half of the women's singles semifinals, Alexa Noel, who earns victories yesterday. By the way, three sets over Riley Tran come from behind in her round of 16 win in Tran two-handed forehand. The lefty just wanted to hit that inside-in forehand as much as possible. Noel, again, kept extending points, finding the backhand, and when she was able to overcome an early break deficit in the second, just kind of seized control in that second set, was able to take the third 6-1. That's Alexa Noel. She just wears you down. Semi-finalist, again, taking on Aaron Cayetano on your top half of the draw. Bottom half, Arena Cantos Ciamares is going to Arena Cantos Ciamares. Just work you around the court physically, that lefty forehand so identifiable. You can tell within two seconds on the stream because sometimes, you know, again, the courts aren't perfectly labeled uh, with the players that they're playing on. And of course, our shout out to our friends at Track Tennis, Tennis Ticker, who have gotten immensely better. And we just, can, again, broadcast continues to get better and better with each passing day. But the Ohio State third year is just she has made the jump. I think she's ready to join the elite of the elite in women's college tennis. And does she have the overwhelming weapon? No, but her ability to find the corners, to work you around the court, and then her own fitness, you know, she is someone always ready for the fight. 
quarterfinals for Ohio State's Kanto Siamers in at the ITL American. Now, semifinals here yesterday was wins over Abigail Des, uh, Desietnikov of San Diego, then a win over Georgia freshman Mel Riasco, who... She has it. Again, the lefty that has the physicality, has the shot tolerance, has, I suppose those two things are synonyms, but just the ability to move uh, the ball around the court and then just, again, her ability to fight and find her way out of tough situations. That it factor, the intangible things you need as a competitor in college tennis, it's a very clear Riasco has them already. The game is only going to improve as well. Great win for Riasco. Three sets over Mississippi's Fiquet in her first match. She then goes three with Contos, who, of course, Contos had a straight set win in her first match. Contos just a little too much down the home stretch, though. 6-3-3-6-6-3 victory she earns to now set up a matchup with number two seed Daria Freeman. And look, I mentioned this yesterday. I'll say it again today. We didn't get to see Freeman at the All-Americans. Had there been pre-qualifying, I guarantee you we would have seen her in the draw and I mean she was spectacular yesterday two quality victories for Freeman over Rebecca Martena of Tennessee six love seven six then six four six four win over Connie Ma who played arguably again if Noel versus Hamner is match of the day number one a one b is the match we saw between Connie Ma the Stanford freshman and sophomore for UNC Fiona Crawley and of course if you were on the broadcast you know one of our big topics on the day. We're ranking top Fionas of all time. I have Fiona from Shrek 1, Fiona Pharaoh 2. I'll go Crawley 3. I was told Fiona Apple, a late 90s, early aughts uh, pop star, should be in that conversation as well. If any of you listeners can add any Fionas to the mix at Great Shot Pod, at Crack Rackets, or come join us on our broadcast and tell us on our YouTube in our YouTube comments, excuse me, um, you know, the match was spectacular, and Crawley has never lost a dual match in her career and lost to Hamner in qualifying at the ITA All-American. And, you know, again, at the time, you thought, ooh, that's a tough loss for Crawley. Hamner goes on to win the damn thing. Not a tough loss at all. Fiona Crawley's got it. Again, her ability to take that ball early on the rise, the pressure she puts on you, the way she uses her speed and, you know, again, the firepower she can produce to just uh, be the aggressor, point in, point out. It was a fantastic matchup, and I believe she raced out to an early lead over Connie Ma, but Connie Ma absorbs, redirects with the best of them, and her quickness, as well as her springiness, she just is one of those quick twitch athletes along the line of a Tommy Paul, of a Fiona Farrow, honestly. Uh, Connie Ma's ability to absorb and redirect is special. She is going to have an exceptional freshman season in college tennis, and just, again, the way she scraps out that first set 7-6 was just rock solid in the tiebreaker, and then... You know, she was the one wearing Crawley down in the third, and it just felt like every time Crawley tried to approach the net, and Crawley did try to approach the net quite frequently. You loved that fact for her moving forward, the way she tries to leverage her aggression to move forward, but Ma came up with the goods in just about every time she needed to in the outer thirds of the court. It just felt like Crawley could never hit a a good enough put-away volley Hopefully we get to see these two play again, and again, I think that's the future of college tennis right there. Crawley versus Ma. Ma earning the three-set victory. You could tell towards the end of that match with Freeman, she just kind of ran out of juice there, but Daria Freeman, Katarina Jokic-S, and the way she goes after her backhand side and, you know, again, can play defensively with the forehand as well. Sneaky quick into the outer thirds of the court, wants to press forward as well. Just a really well-rounded game, and so to see her in the semifinals, not a surprise at all. 
That's going to be a really fun contrast of styles. Kanto Siemers versus Daria Freeman has three sets written all over it. Again, that's your bottom half semifinal. Top half, Noel versus Cayetano. Should be an exciting day of tennis in the main draw. Of course, in the constellation, it is worth mentioning. Alexandra Yepafanova, another one of those talented uh, Stanford freshmen. She got a withdraw from her first match, but then knocks off Kansas State's Korean Marion Job, 6-4-6-3, to set up a fascinating matchup with Virginia third year Natasha Subash. Subash uh, wins yesterday over both Vicky Hu, the talented Princeton freshman, and then come from behind three-set win for her over Texas's Kylie Collins. Natasha Subash is so good. Her ability to find the angles, I think she's the most underrated player in college tennis because she's not going to get the limelight with Navarro on that roster. If you saw her as a freshman at that 2020 National Indoor, she was just on the level immediately. It's a continued excellence for Subash. And yeah, that first round loss to Riley Tran, you don't love it, but great bounce back for her yesterday. And Yepafanova for Subash is must-see TV. That's an 11 a.m. East uh, Pacific time. There it is, 2 p.m. Eastern time match. And then Lisa Zar, bounce back day for the number four seed out of Pepperdine. She gets a three-set comfort behind win over Michigan's Kari Miller. Then knocks off number eight seed of South Carolina, Ayanna Ackley, in straight sets to set up a matchup. With Iowa State's uh, Tessa Porn-Nakla, what a result for the Cyclone. First ITA regional singles winner in program history. She gets wins yesterday over both Elaine Chervinsky, uh, the Virginia freshman, and Snow Han of USC. Those are two impressive wins. She's going to have herself a top 25 rating. She, you know, again, is going to get matchups, plenty of uh, highly ranked Big 12 foes. Keep an eye on Tessa Pornaclo. She is, again, going to be one of those under-the-radar uh, players to watch this season. And again, it's Zarnaclo taking on Subash Yepapanova. That is where we are at with our women's singles draw. Let's move now. Talk about the men. And again, uh, to follow all of this action with us, 1 p.m., on our Crack Rackets YouTube channel. Hope you are all watching along as we cover first ball last here on Saturday. But again, five, uh, four of our top five seats are our semifinalists at the, uh, coming into this uh, day three uh, at the ITA National Fall Championships. And coming into the men's singles competition, the big storyline was how none of the top 10 ranked men were there, how five of them were playing the futures in Fayetteville and you know others were playing the futures in Ithaca. And all of that said... Things have gone according to script here in San Diego. Let's start with cl- top seed of Washington, Clement Shittick. I finally had uh, Shittick, excuse me. I finally had the opportunity to really lock in and watch him play. And of course, technically a junior as the first year, you know, came from France and he spent a semester at a university there. So technically that counts. I'm not exactly sure the nomenclature of what to call him, but the point is, 12 and six at the number one singles position last year for Washington. And we didn't discuss him when we were discussing the many. I mean, the sophomore class is the best class in college tennis right now. And I just want to list some of the names for you quickly. And I apologize if I forget anyone. But, you know, you've got Shelton. You've got Monday. You've got Strom. You've got J.J. Tracy, who we'll talk about momentarily. You've got uh, just all of the Virginia guys. Montez, Van der Schulenberg, Rodesh. You've got a guy like Clement Shidek uh, as well. Micah Braswell is another guy you got to throw on the list on from Texas. Just... You know, again, I think Bickerstaff's been amazing for Michigan. Just a loaded, loaded class of talent. And, I mean, Clement Shidek, uh, I'm going to get it right at some point, is 
is asserting himself right at the top of that list with the fall he's had. And you look for him yesterday, two and three win over Andrew Rogers. Uh, Shadek was a semifinalist at the ITA All-American before he was knocked out by Shelton. He then follows that up with a 6-3-3-6-6-2 victory over J.J. Tracy. And what was so impressive about the match, Tracy couldn't hurt him. And as heavy as the Tracy forehand is and as physical and quick as J.J. Tracy is and his ability to track down that extra ball and just, again, turn defense into offense like that, that is a quality that is difficult for any opponent to deal with. And what Ty Tucker wants to do with J.J. Tracy is a heck of a question. He's outplayed Van Emberg. He's outplayed Trotter. Again, Kingsley, he's the guy. Votzel, he's in the semifinals of this event, alive in both the singles and the doubles. That's probably your top two. But how can you not play J.J. Tracy at three at this point? Hasn't he been the best of the rest? And obviously that's a discussion we'll have in our College Contenders preview episode of them. But it's fascinating uh, lineup decisions for Coach Tucker. He's got the talent again this year with again, Kingsley, Votzel, Tracy, Van Emberg, Trotter, Boulay, Cash, and you know Anthrop's coming over as well. They're very, very good. And if they get John McNally back, they go from, uh, you know, a national title contender to maybe the national title contender. And that's even with Florida. And that's even with, you know, again, all of these other schools as well because the Buckeye, you know, Florida, Tennessee, Virginia, Texas. I'm not going to list them all. You guys get the point. Ohio State's got talent. We'll get in again. Tracy 0-1 over Lexa Buchan. He won that match in like 45 minutes. And just the speed he plays with in the backhand, he gets better drive on it. That The forehand's as heavy as you're going to see in college tennis. And again, the serve leaves a little bit to be desired, but it's gotten bigger and he hits his spots really, really well. The plus one ball's gotten better. He's gotten more comfortable moving forward, leveraging his speed to beat you to the spot. And yet, Shidek just had more in the tank. You know, Shidek was just a little bit better at everything. The forehand, a little bit bitter, uh, bigger. The volleys, a little bit more sting behind them. The serve, that much more oomph on it. And, you know, both of these guys play backhands, low line drive shots. But again, what's the weakness for Shedek? He moves well. He, you know, a- attacks well. He defends well. Guy's just an all-around player. Again, a really well-rounded game. He's going to be right up there at the top of college tennis. Do not sleep on Washington's Clement Shedek, who's into the semifinals, wins over Rodgers and Tracy. Good performance for Andrew Rodgers here, round of 16. But now, it's going to be fascinating, as obviously Shedek more well-rounded. We know with August Holmgren, big serves, big forehands. That's the name of the game. We had the chance to talk to him on the broadcast yesterday. He talked about why these slow, high-bouncing uh, conditions in at the Barnes Tennis Center are perfect for his game. And of course, this is where he beat Jordan Thompson when he played the ATP event in San Diego for Holmgren yesterday. 5-2 and two win over Mississippi's Finn Reynolds. 2-6 and six win over Oklahoma's Mason Byler. What a result for Byler, by the way. Much needed for this Oklahoma team. Beats, uh, you know, three sets over body in round one. Three sets over Alafia Aini in round two. It was a really good match against Holmgren. Went up an early break in set number two, but Holmgren in the end, 2-6 and six victory. Holmgren's moving extraordinarily well, and I said this on the broadcast, I'll say it here. I think his serve-forehand combo is the most decisive combo in college tennis. You know, or maybe not the most decisive, but it's right up there with the Kingsley serve plus one, with the Boyton serve plus one. That's how big Holmgren's hitting the ball right now, and again, he plays on his terms. You always like a player that plays on his terms, and he's getting more comfortable closing at the net. The serve has that much more sting on it. 
What's plan B? What's plan C? What's plan D? I think we're all still looking for that answer. I think he's looking for that answer as well, but plan A is damn good. So keep an eye on August Holmgren. I think we all are at this point. Finalist at the ITL American, semi-finalist here now. He's going to take on Clement Shiddick, uh, Shiddick, excuse me, in the top half of the draw. In the bottom half, it's Mate Votzel. Taken on Arthur Ferry for Votzel yesterday. Straight set win over defending champ Trey Hildebrand of U- uh, UCF. That was a big hitting move forward. Plus one strike tennis. Exactly what you expected to see in that one. Match number two, we got to see the creativity of Votzel, the feel, the movement. I thought he played really, really well in his three-set victory over USC Stefan Dostinik. And, you know, for Votzel, he served for the first set, up 6-5. Dostinik gets the break back, takes the breaker 7-4. It was all Votzel after that, and he just wore Dostinik down. It was a tough day for Dostinik. First match, 7-6-6-2. He knocks out Andres Martin, but that was a physical, physical first set for him. And, you know, again, in the end, you could tell Dostinik ran out of steam a bit in that third set. But Votzel, man, the serve, the forehand, he doesn't have the most athletic-looking body, but he's sneaky quick in those outer thirds. His first step, his speed, his fluidity is going to surprise you. And then, again, the the authority and the strength he puts behind that plus-one forehand, the volleys, the slice, the variety he can play with, he's going to be a really good Buckeye. I think Ty Tucker's going to enjoy his year with Mate Votso. Impressive day for uh, Votso, who, by the way, also advanced to the semifinals of, uh, quarterfinals, excuse me, of doubles with Robbie Cash. And yeah, they won the ITA All-American too. Votso is just a guy you slot into the top of your lineup, singles, doubles. You feel good about getting him as a contributor again. Votso can play, folks. 6-7, 6-4, 6-1 win over Dostinik. Time... I didn't lo- I, again. I thought it was a good day for Dostinik. I still think his ball is as impressive of a ball as you're going to see. Uh, just how heavy he hits that, you know, particularly the forehand, but even the backhand side and his strength, his fluidity in the outer thirds for a guy with that strength. I'm still all in on the Dostinik bandwagon. I thought he was going to win this match after he stole that first set. Uh, but again, credit to Votzel who took it to him in sets two and three, and then credit to Arthur Ferry, shot maker, wants to move forward just has the pro-athleticism, the springiness in the outer thirds of the court, the decisiveness to move forward, the the wherewithal to know, all right, I'm taking this ball on the rise and moving, and it's that time. And, you know, for Ferry yesterday, two tricky matchups. First, three sets over very much informed Sven Law of Baylor, and, you know, Law went up an early break in set one. Ferry fights back, 7-5-4-6-6-3. He takes that match, and then, you know, he dropped the first set against Hawaii's Andre Illigan, and the lefty's just going to make you work and move you around the court and he's going to be six feet behind the baseline grinding and it was my first time watching Illigan. I'm a fan I'm in he's got the physicality you need to compete at the top of men's college tennis but Ferry was more the more decisive of the two players and again more authoritative moving in it just felt like even in the moments he was you know falling behind Illigan, it was because the errors were piling up piling up for Ferry less so perhaps than the damage Illigan was doing nevertheless Ferry, three-set victory. Super impressed for Andre Illigan, first quarter finalist at this event in University of Hawaii history. And again, it's been a record-setting fall for him overall. But credit to Arthur Ferry. And again, he and Votzel playing in your semifinal today, both still alive in the doubles quarterfinal as well. I want to talk about that uh, momentarily. Quickly, backdraw. It's going to be Jordan Hassan of Oklahoma, who gets good wins yesterday over Max Westpaul of Arrelegado, taking on Pepperdine's Pietro Fellin. What a day for Fellin. Wins over Musatelli and Nikola Slavic. That is exactly what you want to see if you're Pepperdine coach Adam Shackley as you try to figure out, yeah, we've got like seven, eight guys, but who goes where? We know the 
Jong one, Rogers two. What are we doing after that? Pietro Fellini certainly proving that he belongs in that conversation. Great bounce back day for Kentucky's Gabriel Diallo. Wins over Taha Body in straights, Jeffrey Von der Schulenberg in straights. Those could be main draw matches. And for Diallo, who's going to be at that number two singles position, uh, that's just a good bounce back for him after his first round loss to Elafia Aini. He's now got Alex Kotzen of Columbia. Another similar great bounce back after a disappointing loss to Alexa Buka, uh, Busca excuse me, of Arkansas. He gets a three-set win over Aguilar of TCU. Then knocks out Tad McLean in straight sets. Diallo Kotzen is as good of a match as any. You're going to see main draw or otherwise. So should be a fun day of men's singles. Then quickly on the doubles. There was only one round yesterday. We're going to focus on them more on tomorrow's podcast. All top eight seeds still alive in the women's doubles competition. To me, the team that's impressed me most thus far is the team of Fiona Crawley and Elizabeth Scotty, and they've got a battle on their hands as they're going to take on Kylie Collins and Charlotte Shavatapan of Texas. But again, it seeds across the board. Two North Carolina teams. You've got uh, Zara and Flores in there as well. Makarova, Goldsmith, Sasna Sky, and Starbuth Seva. You've got, you know, the champs of the ITL American, Killingsworth and Brylin as well. It's going to be a really, really fun day of uh, women's doubles. Again, quarterfinal, semifinal scheduled for day three. And then on the men's side, Volzel, Cash, Bass, Law. That just might be your best match of the day, period. You've also got McDaniel, Martin of Georgia Tech. Taking on the Charlotte duo, Koi Simon, Stefano Sava. Love a little mid-major representation. You've also got Hildebrand, Pavo. Pavel taking on Rothstart, Ferry, Vivas, Marcos, Maxted taking on the unseated but obviously dangerous duo of Spaziri and Waldeeb. Those are your matchups for day number three at the ITA Fall National Championships, National Fall Championships, excuse me. And of course, to all of you, I said it at the top, you want to follow any of the action, join us on our Crack Rackets broadcast. We will be streaming from first ball to last, covering all of the main draw action here today. Again, uh, we will be back tomorrow to recap all of that action in case you miss out on anything. Of course, a shout out to our friends at Track Tennis, to our friends at Tennis Ticker, without whom none of our coverage would be possible. A shout out to our friends at the ITA as well, Tim Russell. Dan Johnson just across the board running a spectacular event, and we are thrilled to be able to be a part of it. Of course, I'm well aware there's Paris Masters action going on, Billie Jean King Cup action going on, J.J. Wolf, Stefan Kozlov, Part 3 happening in Charlottesville. We're going to save all of that for a mega podcast on Monday with a guest to be named, but for now, we're focusing on the ITA National Fall Championships, and we hope you join us. A shout-out, as always, to our super producer, Daniel Westhoff, who's been killing it day in, day out, minute in, minute out, hour in, hour out. A shout-out as well to our friends at Tennis Point. Go to tennis-point.com. Use that promo code CR15 with all that set. For our friends at Track Tennis, at Tennis Ticker, at the ITA, at Tennis Point, for super producers Fliegner and Westhoff, and from all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You know what we say. That's the break. We'll see you all tomorrow. Thanks, everyone. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.